This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. One, and we are recording once again with the always impeccably dressed Mr. Leo Zagami who has been on here twice before now. Last time we talked about your book, uh, Confessions of Illuminati, Part 7, Volume 7, which is behind you, available on Kindle as well as a hardcover and paperback. Put that in the description. We talked about it last episode. Also going to talk about it this episode, but I went back and read your, I'm doing it backwards, I read the previous volume, 6.66, about basically the digital antichrist and how a top-down total system of control is the only way to truly control all people and completely remove free will, which is the essence of of God's creation, is your ability to choose good from evil, exercise free will, as opposed to a system of total control that really we're kind of seeing come to fruition with virtual reality, the metaverse, the idea of being chipped, uploaded into a system, and then there's no more free will, which by definition would seem to be a total satanic system, but I know we're limited on time, so I'm going to stop talking and let you take it away, Mr. Zagami. <clears throat> well, I mean, uh, we are, thanks uh, first of all for having me on. Of course. It's a pleasure. Uh, regarding, uh, of course, so this book uh, is uh, um, one of my best sellers, one of the books that uh, uh, caught uh, mostly the attention of my readers uh, because uh, it was the first time I touched on the su- uh, subject of cyber Satan, which, as you know, I then uh, went uh, in that also in volume seven. But in volume 6.66, I uh, also discuss uh, the demonic background for the rise of cyber Satan. And uh, why in this uh, materialistic system of lies and illusions that, uh, of course, Satan is uh, uh, pushing on on us, uh, there will be uh, a series of political tensions, but also of uh, wars in the US and Europe and a world war with China or Russia. Uh, and, And that is something I already wrote a long time ago. I mean, this book was published in... Uh, February uh, 2019. So, and, and I, in the back of the book, as you can notice, there's also the symbol of the World Health Organization. So, a book uh, definitely um, was referencing to things uh, that are uh, uh, just happening now and they're still, in pro- uh, let's say, they're still. Uh, ongoing. Uh, we are not on a f- in a full-on, let's say, third world war, but uh, in, in Russia they already call it uh, a third world war. So this at least uh, on uh, the the Russian uh, main TV channel. So uh, I, I would say that in this book I also wanted to explain um, the, the the background for. Uh, for certain elements of today's culture uh, surrounding especially the Jesuits and Pope Francis, uh, the, the fact that basically um, 
Pope Francis is a disciple of Pierre Teilhard de Cardin, which we cited, uh, I think, in our past maybe interview, we discussed it briefly because it's cited also in volume seven. But in volume 6.66, I, I, I went very much in depth in describing his influence uh, culturally, uh, even uh, on the birth of the internet which is something that maybe some people find, will find uh, like uh, co completely new, new news because uh, the fact that a Jesuit is behind the birth of what we now call the World Wide Web will, uh, will seem uh, almost uh, um, unrealistic. But uh, as you know, I base my book uh, on facts, mm -hmm. never on fiction. So... I tried to explain also uh, the, the Elon Musk figure, which uh, today a lot of people, of course, connect to uh, the attempted takeover of uh, uh, Twitter. And a lot of people are uh, evaluating like a uh, uh, possible defender of freedom. But at the same time, Elon Musk is uh, the guy who also warned us about the danger of artificial intelligence and uh, he did it um, for for the last few years without anybody really uh, taking the right action uh, so i think that uh, it's it's interesting also that he then went on to develop this computer brain interface and uh, at the same time, in uh, volume 6.66, and, and it's called volume 6.66 because, of course, it connects to the mark of the beast. When we are discussing the implementation of the mark of the beast, we, we are discussing a scenario in which there will be no option for the majority of mankind, and that's because cyber Satan will be controlling the majority of mankind. Now, when I, when, when I published this book, uh, a lot of these things seem almost irrealistic, uh, while instead now people uh, will view them as facts. So <laughs> that is quite interesting that this happened not in 10 or 20 years, but it happened really in, in three years because this book was published uh, a little more than three years ago. So um, I, I think that a lot has changed and... Uh, it's important also in this book, the, uh, the, 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 I gave a lot of importance to how the Vatican uh, has worked its, itself on starting in the last few years to embrace uh, artificial intelligence, organizing conferences on transhumanism or robotics. And, and so this definitely is, is something also that is very important. And... Uh, and I uh, try to uh, also explain the demonic side of uh, the Vatican and how it really interacts with this uh, modern technology, how uh, there is uh, these uh, pedophiles in the Vatican that, of course, uh, are, are, are part in one way or another of this great apostasy of the church, um, that at the time was, of course, uh, uh, rather opposed to Donald J. Trump, who was uh, back then the president. But also, it's uh, like uh, very clear to us that uh, this uh, church is uh, fundamentally 
pushing everything that is wrong in our society these days, including the illegal immigration at our borders, um, which is a way for uh, the New World Order to uh, get our society to collapse uh, and, and, and to then uh, replace it uh, with uh, this uh, uh, great reset uh, that, of course, uh, we have heard a lot about. And, of course, uh, is the, then the main uh, topic of uh, the, the following book, which is Volume 7. But in Volume 6.66, there is also the subject of demonic possession through these new technological yeah. means that, uh, you know, I mean, children, but uh, in general, younger people also today relate in a different way to technology from uh, even my uh, generation. I'm not a millennial. The millennials instead are very much obsessed with the use of smartphone, uh, playing video games, and often these are portals for uh, the, uh, the kingdom of darkness to promote uh, their own uh, uh, demonic agenda. And, and so in this book, I wanted to explain really this, uh, this other connection. That's why the, 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 the figure of uh, Father Teilhard de Carden, yes, inspired the, the internet, uh, inspired uh, Space 2001, Space Odyssey, uh, the, 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 the film, but also the book, of course, of Arthur C. Clarke, who was very much a fan of Pierre Teilhard de Cardin, this alpha and omega, this beginning and the end of our civilization, which ends up with this all-encompassing artificial intelligence, which, of course, in the film 2001 Space Odyssey is pretty clear, is not a Benin one, but rather a malevolent artificial intelligence. So I wanted to connect the demonic realm and discuss it also in relationship with these new technologies, the fact that there is evidence that children have fallen into a state of what is defined as possession just by playing some video games or by uh, normal people just spending too much time on social networks, absorbing um, negative energies yeah. in some way. So I think that the, 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 this book is uh, it's a lot of things, but mainly it's a connection between the, 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 the invisible demonic realm and what we really perceive instead as our future, the, the, the modern technology, which, of course, is nowadays uh, headed by the artificial intelligence. Uh, so uh, in this book, I wanted to also explain how, um, how black masses, for example, originated in France, the importance of France and all this uh, and um, today we see, for example, France taking at times a different stand from the U.S. also in relationship to the war in Ukraine, to Russia. Uh, not many people really know much about uh, the fact that it was an Italian uh, then uh, who became naturalized, who became French, uh, Catherine de' Medici, who gave birth to the first black mass. And there is, uh, it's very important for me to explain 
the history of the black masses because it's 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 really also a demonic element that goes through our culture and in my book in volume 6.66 in the end of course there is this image from the film metropolis that explains in a way with a reverse pentagram very clearly i mean it's not uh, it's, it's, it's rather clear that the, already in uh, 100 years ago, when this, uh, this uh, film, for example, was put together, there was an understanding that uh, this uh, modern civilization was uh, heading towards something uh, inherently evil, because Metropolis was Germany's, a German expression in science fiction drama directed by Fritz Lang in 1927. So we're talking almost 100 years ago. We are in, in, in 2022. So in five years, we will celebrate 100 years of this movie, which I uh, advise people to watch uh, also when they read this book, because it really makes you understand the fact that Fritz Lang really had this vision of uh, this um, robotic society that mm-hmm. uh, no longer... A, a society that embraces God, but embraces something of a futuristic urban dystopia, we can say. Uh, Germany, uh, this uh, was, of course, a very different place at that time uh, during what is known as the Weimar period. Um, and, 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 and basically, from that on, uh, we, we kind of built up what later on, then in the 30s, was the Nazi takeover uh, of Adolf Hitler. Um, so I decided to put this, uh, this, um, this cover together with my graphic designer. We came to uh, the idea that this would be really a little bit, of course, modified with some elements that also resemble... Uh, the uh, volume uh, one of my confessions. In fact, uh, here in the shadow, if you really look, uh, I mean, our viewers uh, uh, will not be able to, but if they get maybe a copy of the book, they will see that in the shadow, there is actually my image here. Oh. Uh, and, and, and so you, you have to actually look at it very carefully to, to understand that. And of course, this was added on top of mm-hmm. the robot uh, created by uh, Fritz Lang. It is a historically important film for a number of reasons, but it is also because of the plot that, of course, I wanted it featured uh, on the cover because there was this uh, this this fear this fear that unfortunately back then was a little bit before their time because uh, they didn't have the technology. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply technology to develop robots that were even remotely like the one we see. And then we didn't have artificial intelligence. We didn't have cybernetic, the cybernetic evolution that went on. And, and that is also very important that people realize also 
how uh, cybernetics and then artificial intelligence develop. So I really, uh, in this, um, in this uh, 6.66, I mainly focus on how uh, we have arrived to this point. But also I wanted to explain the mark of the beast in a way, because the mark of the beast is, uh, is, is very important to understand how they will force on us this mark on the beast of the beast. And if, uh, for example, uh, when I actually published this book, it still seemed remote, the idea that uh, uh, this uh, um, mark of the beast uh, will be implemented in any way. Now, after the whole pandemic, we see it more A hundred percent is being implemented. Yes, you know, so, so it's like... Uh, the Internet mm. of Things, for example, which I discussed in Volume 66, then leads to the Internet of Body, which I discussed in Volume uh, 7. So I think that uh, the fact that uh, we can wire our biology to the web was already something that I wanted to discuss already in Volume 6.66. And uh, the, 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 the fact that there was, of course, uh, a link between also Hollywood, the Vatican, uh, that I wanted to, to, um, to discuss because then I kind of hinted on the fact that uh, they were preparing, of course, Joe Biden, Joe Biden as their future president. Let's remember again, for those who are viewing this, uh, that this book was published, I remember, at the beginning of 2019. So uh, there was nine, neither the pandemic, uh, neither there was uh, anybody that truly thought that Joe Biden will ever make it as president of the United States. But unfortunately, like I said, in, uh, in volume 6.66, all the people like Deepak Chopra, Tony Robbins, uh, uh, and, and, and even Dr. Memon Otz was mm-hmm. there in this meeting in the Vatican. There was Sanja Gupta from CNN. So that's why I'm a little bit, uh, not skeptic, but definitely I don't have anymore my 100% approval for Donald J. Trump uh, yeah. after certain moves, including the um, including the, 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 the endorsement of, uh, of, of, of Dr. Oz. I mean, I don't see it as necessarily being... Uh, uh, somebody that can bring the American first idea, then if Trump thinks otherwise, well, that's his own thing. Uh, maybe he has brought this guy on his side, though at the time, I discussed in volume 6.66, he was part of those speakers that together with Deepak Chopra and Joe Biden and all this, did this very particular meeting in the Vatican, a meeting where uh, there was uh, Bob uh, Roth of the David Lynch Foundation, there was Katy Perry, there was uh, people that uh, are part of, of, of a reality that I will then describe even further in volume eight of my confession, because volume eight of my confessions, for those who who are following me today will uh, will strike them as a novelty. But in reality, I published a book in Italy uh, in 2015 called Illuminati and the Music of Hollywood, 
Um, and it was a successful book in Italy. And on that book, uh, instead of just translating it, I adapted the, this book. I'm adapting it uh, <laughs> because it still will take some time. Uh, and I created out of it volume eight because volume eight, I wanted volume eight to be a book that discussed the Illuminati, uh, the music uh, that comes out of it, uh, Hollywood, uh, the acting, uh, all these subjects, Hollywood and the Illuminati basically is the subject of volume eight. Uh, so I think that that is uh, um, a hint, uh, volume 6.66, discussing all these uh, uh, figures. But I mean, they will, of course, find my book. Uh, uh, and, and it's actually in volume two, here in American uh, English edition of volume two that I already discussed some of the subjects that I will then go in depth in volume eight regarding Hollywood. So I think that people will appreciate this book because I never published it in the English language and uh, the elements that are found within are uh, definitely uh, very interesting for those who uh, want to know more about uh, holy wood, <laughs> this is holy <laughs> wood, but it's a portal, is a portal, and is a port. And that book was actually written by me in 2014 when I came here to America, and I spent three months in uh, Long Beach, uh, going backwards and forwards uh, with the Hollywood. Uh, I was uh, working at the time a lot. Uh, collaborating with uh, Sean Stone, the son of Oliver Stone, to understand more about uh, the occult scene in Hollywood. So I had somebody who really, being the son of Oliver Stone, could explain me really what was happening. I didn't want to just, you know, follow the uh, the, 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 the internet narrative, uh, Hollywood, Illuminati. No, yeah. no, no, that is not the way... I, I work, as you know, my books are based on facts, hard evidence. I have uh, uh, the possibility to have, of course, privileged sources at times. Other times, I simply go through archives and I try to be very methodical, but very, um, I mean, very truthful because I need to uh, uh, touch on subjects that, of course, are very uh, much uh, not accepted by the mainstream academic, uh, uh, no, the academia. So I want them, though, instead to realize that there is a fundamental truth. That's why also it's very important to understand the citations in my books. As you know, they are numerous. Uh, uh, I think that in volume seven, I really <laughs> went over the top. Uh, it's like, uh, no. Volume six is, al is also very well documented, though. And volume six is very well documented. Uh, uh, I mean, here there is something like, uh, I mean, there is a lot, a lot of, of, uh, of footnotes, a lot of uh, documents, and it, it makes you realize really that uh, there is a connection between the demonic realm and the, 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 this uh, age of cyber Satan, artificial intelligence and robotics, which is actually the, 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 the title, the subtitle of it. Um, so... I find that uh, in, in, in volume 6.66, this book came together in my life in the last period I was in Italy uh, in a very difficult situation. 
uh, I needed to uh, really make it out of Italy alive. It wasn't easy. So I was under a lot of pressure. I also wanted to publish all this book because uh, I, I, I thought it was relevant. And then when, when it actually was published, and it has and still nowadays a lot of success, because I think it's a book that doesn't know, it's, it's not a book that, that is connected to a specific time frame, you, you know, that loses interest. I mean, people can read it in 10 years and probably still find it relevant. So um, I, I wanted to publish it, and, and I managed through the publishing company that we put together with my wife on the internet with Amazon. And I must say that is one of the few good things about Amazon that you can really self-publish your books. And, and, and it's like a very great opportunity to bypass distributions to bypass um, publishing companies that often give you a, a very small percentage and, and all that. And, and thanks to this book and the success of this book, that was immediate, also because at the time, as you know, I was collaborating reg on a regular basis more than now with InfoWars, so I was kind of like uh, weekly on, uh, on, on InfoWars. Um, something that doesn't happen that, I mean, nowadays I go maybe once a month, uh, stuff, but nowadays, uh, it, it, it's kind of like they have their own, uh, you know, they have so many other people they work sure. with stuff. So I guess that, uh, but, uh, they have, I must say, helped me also in the launch of volume seven, because they have dedicated uh, both Alex, uh, uh, Owen and uh, Arison, they, all of them dedicated specials based on my book, uh, on my new book. So I must really thank them for oh, that. Yeah. Um, they are, of course, a lot, very much focused on their own internal affairs and problems. And I can understand sure. that they're really fighting a war uh, with censorship uh, and, and a war not only with censorship, but a war to, for survival of their own platform. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, but regarding going back to volume 6.66 when it came out it was a blessing for me because it gave me the possibility to have those funds that I needed to leave Italy mm -hmm. so the book was um, an inspired book because it was clearly a very inspired book godly <laughs> almost you know I, I felt really when I was writing uh, this, uh, this, really this, this inspiration that happens only when you are clearly inspired by God. You know, I mean, books can come together uh, in, in, in different ways. I mean, usually they can come uh, together with uh, steady research, uh, putting together of a specific topic, but then you have a book that maybe comes together in a very short time simply because it's inspired, you know. And mm -hmm. then, you know. So I, I had done books that, of course, I done 
methodically following the classic uh, laws, uh, I mean, I say the classic uh, um, rules of investigative journalism, of uh, uh, writing an essay. But then there is books like this one, which I find rather uh, unusual because they really came together very naturally, very fluidly and very fast because there was some kind of inspiration. And it had the purpose also of presenting this book in London during a conference that I was actually dedicating to, uh, to a book, which I also find rather relevant uh, and important for these times, which is Invisible Master. And uh, uh, in the book, uh, in the presentation of this book, which we did in London, I had just completed uh, and I was about to publish, I think, uh, uh, I published, basically, I think I published it in, during that uh, time, this book, and I was able to present it also to my audience in London together with what I was uh, presenting, which was Invisible Master. So it, it, came in it came all together very well, and it helped me because uh, thanks to that book, I was able to finally have the funds to leave Italy in time before getting uh, arrested and, 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 and lose the possibility of leaving Italy forever because they wanted to take my passport. But this book uh, was also uh, important for me because it touched on the subject of exorcism, which is something that I lived personally myself. And it's, it's, it's like... You know, people can talk about subjects they never really witnessed uh, or they never really lived on themse themselves. The ex exorcism is actually something I lived on myself. I, I was exorcised. I was because I was cursed during my magical battle, in my battles with the, 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 some dark elements in the Illuminati, which I discuss, of course, in my books, as you know, starting from volume one. So it's not like... I'm saying something, but the, uh, the, the exorcism was also something that I lived in different traditions. I uh, was exorcised in the Catholic tradition. I was exorcised in the Orthodox Coptic tradition. I was exorcised in the, the Islamic tradition. I, was, I, I did different forms of exorcism to just also go through uh, these uh, exorcisms, uh, you, of course, have to be generally possessed. And so, otherwise, these people will not probably even take on board that kind of thing. But the interesting thing was that uh, I was able, in this book, to uh, describe how the Catholic Church corrupt the original Roman rite of exorcism in 1999. And that's why I wanted, in this book, to dedicate a specific subject to explain to my readers, listen, this is what the Catholic Church did in 1999. Uh, after the death, by the way, of one of the most important exorcists, that uh, this is rather spooky, no? because we know that Father Malachi Martin uh, was somebody who dedicated himself to, uh, to exorcism, but he died in uh, in 1999. And at the same time, that was the year in which the Catholic Church was actually um, bringing forward the re a revision that was planned during uh, the Second Vatican Council, which was basically uh, the Masonic takeover of the Vatican, 
And um, I wanted in this book to explain uh, this, uh, this whole thing, what, what was taken out of the original exorcism. And that's why I actually include a ritual, uh, uh, exorcist ritual, but also I explain to the people in this book how to uh, find out if a person is genuinely uh, possessed or if he is simply um, mental illness. Mental illness, yes, yes. That is a, a big, uh, it's a very important thing. You know, you, you, you have of course, a series of tests that you need to conduct. You have to really, and this really, we can see a little bit of it in the film, The Exorcist, and you know, when when the, the, the main character, Linda Blair, goes through these motions initially where they bring her to get analyzed. Now, it was obviously very clear that she was possessed. So it wasn't like they had to, to do, I don't know what, I mean, it was pretty obvious, but still, even in that movie, they showed how the, there is first a medical analysis, then, of course, the intervention of a priest, a priest that, of course, was partly, uh, also, that is very interesting, because in this book, I explain how uh, Father uh, Taylor de Carden inspired the actual figure, the exorcist Max von Sydow, uh, and, and, and how uh, he actually was, yes, a guy, Fyder Tardekarden, for those who don't know it, and I've been mentioning this name since the beginning of our show today, and maybe some people will say, well, who is this guy? Uh, Fyder Tardekarden was a Jesuit. He was a Jesuit, a very unusual kind of Jesuit, a Jesuit who uh, wrote a lot, uh, was also... Um, an anthropologist uh, and somebody similar to the fig, a bit of an Indiana Jones figure like the one we see in in uh, the, the, the portrayed by um, Max von Sydow. So there is some similarities. But also in the movie The Exorcist, they based the actual room uh, of that priest uh, who uh, instead calls uh, the, that younger priest also on uh, Max von Sydow's uh, room and how he lived. Actually, I think there is even, at one point, I think there's even a picture of uh, Taylor de Carden uh, in, uh, featured in the, the, the movie The Exorcist, uh, if I don't get it wrong. But uh, in any case, uh, it was very important for me to explain that there is, of course, a genuine form of possession and a non-genuine form of possession. But I also wanted to explain that uh, there is a guy like Bertelard de Carden, who was a French Jesuit, a priest, who was, but also a scientist, a paleontologist more than, let's say, an anthropologist, but uh, a theologian, a philosopher, and a teacher who accepted the genuinity of it, even if he had a Darwinian uh, outlook of life. So, um, though, I mean, even the fact that he, was a, he had a Darwinian outlook of life, in the end, wasn't really matched by, uh, by his writings and what he was uh, envisioning, because uh, in the end, uh, he uh, supported uh, that... Uh, uh, paleo-astronautic, uh, how you say, that ancient alien kind of theory yeah. which filtered in 2001 Space Odyssey, which in the end, I think, uh, really, it's, it's, it's a little bit, you see, like, it's interesting how 
the Jesuits who are this, considered the scientists of the church, uh, when you go, for example, uh, and, and, and study Pertrand de Cardin, they tell you he was a Darwinian in his outlook. But then when you go and study, okay, the no-sphere concept which he created uh, is a philosophical concept, we can say. And uh, it, it, it actually, and, and it's about in the no-sphere that then the, the, the guys of... Um, of Wired, so uh, Pierre Terard de Cardin's foundations for what would become later on the World Wide Web. That is the, even if in, in the end, this no sphere concept that he was promoting wasn't even born out of him. It was actually developed and popularized by an Ukrainian <laughs> called Vladimir Bedansky, who uh, was a Soviet, of course, Ukrainian. And then, Pierre Terra Decadena at the same time was uh, spreading this concept here in the West. So there were these two figures that were spreading this concept. But then the, the Omega point, uh, uh, like we said earlier, is a supposed future where the universe spirals towards a final point of unification, thanks also to this uh, technological uh, element that... Uh, so, you, you know, you have the original omega point, uh, you have, uh, sorry, you have the original alpha, and then you have the omega. But the, the, this, uh, this is, uh, of course, the alpha and the omega is the beginning and the end. And so for Christians, the beginning is, of course, Jesus. Mm -hmm. uh, Jesus, the, 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 the logos, the, the voice of God. And then, of course, you have the end point in which... Uh, then you have instead uh, a technological view. And that was shocking for uh, most people, even within the church. That's why Pierre de Cardin wasn't really considered like a important or relevant theologian, if not after the Second Vatican Council and in more recent years, with the Jesuit takeover of the whole show, and of course now a Pope who is a Jesuit, who himself is very much connected to the ideas and thoughts of Pierre Terard de Cardin. So, um, according to him, the evolution does not end with mankind and Earth's biosphere evolved, you know, before humans existed. He described evolution as a progression and uh, um, a progression of uh, divine consciousness. And the fact that uh, we are going uh, through this, uh, this energy that uh, the nosphere is part of, but the nosphere then developed as something more tangible with the, the internet that of course didn't exist at the time of Telard de Cardin. So I, uh, in my book, I wanted to explain how uh, he was relevant to both the, the people who of course have known and followed uh, Kubrick's uh, 2001 Space Odyssey for a number of reasons. And that's why I also discuss uh, uh, the, 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 you know, I, I also always remind people that uh, Stanley Kubrick in reality had made a documentary 
uh, that was supposed to precede the film, introduce the film, that was never really included in the film. Really? And yes, and you can still find on the internet the actual script from it because it was an interview with a rabbi, with a Jesuit, and with these figures. And in these interviews, they discuss also the, the, the origins of mankind, which, of course, I mean, you don't need to be a scientist to understand that when you watch 2001 Space Odyssey that the origins of mankind are not human. They are, yes, of course, you can have an element which is uh, human, which is more than human, I would say, the Neanderthal, uh, then evolved into Homo sapiens because of a shock triggered by a alien element. That is really what, yeah. what, no, that is really the, the, to sum it up. And uh, um, and at, at that point we evolve, we, we evolve until we arrive to uh, to Christianity. Christianity, of course, understood that within, like most religions, that we have some kind of interference from these demonic elements that kind of like can, that belong to another dimension, but can be in some way arrived into our dimension. They can be invited by us at times, even without us really knowing that we are inviting them in our reality. No? Most people today, and that is another important topic of this book, they don't realize that this, you know, that these demons can jump inside of us even by interacting with modern technology. Yeah, and so it was very important for me instead to to explain that can happen. But then I wanted to explain, like I said, going back to what I said before, the uh, exorcist ritual. Uh, which uh, was uh, promulgated in 1614 and, and was uh, revisioned in 1999. And in that revision, they, it was almost like the Catholic Church was sabotaging a ritual to help the demons continue to come into our yeah. reality. You yeah. know, it's, like, <laughs> it's, kind of, it's kind of like destroying southern border security. Yes, and yeah. to, let, uh, to let everybody in. I mean, yeah. like, uh, now you, you have, for example, all uh, everybody in America is hearing about uh, uh, the, this, uh, the, the, what is happening and, and what might happen very soon. Because, I mean, uh, it's, it's like we, we are in front, uh, uh, Title 22 is something that will impact everybody soon because the moment in which there is no Title 22, uh, they, they, they will be basically, uh, literally, probably, uh, no, an invasion. Uh, so the, the, the Biden administration is trying to, to, to of course, be extremely libtard and join in with their demoncrat. Uh, and, and this is very clear, though. I mean, if you if you read volume six point sixty six, you understand that it's all part of the same agenda, mm -hmm. you know, because. I even mentioned Biden and within the Biden and everything they're doing and the Biden in itself pushing pushing this uh, illegal immigration with their uh, uh, Jesuit uh, NGOs and so on. But the, the, the thing is that, uh, of course, like they have done 
uh, this in the in our dimension in our exterior world with the immigration illegal immigration that uh, will soon pour in they say by next month maybe half a million a month will pour in it will be just literally an invasion the same can be said with the 1999 ritual that basically is taking off certain elements like uh, i mean i have actually included the scheme in the book you have yeah. seen it. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the, the the end of the book is yeah, reading through all of the the steps. Yeah, no, the so you can see, for example, instead of a certain numbers of the signs of the cross, yeah, a set of a certain number of uh, direct commands or prayers, uh, there is, uh, and you can see that basically they, they they have done everything possible to make it easier for the demons to come into uh, to to actually persist into that body if they want yeah and it's sad but that's the reality so i i i think that that this is the only book that really publishes this comparison i i never heard of any other books that really dealt into this comparison with the old and the new ritual but as you can see it's always done with the help of people who are very knowledgeable and with the citations on, on, uh, and, and, and sources that are uh, accredited and that you can trust. So uh, the metaphysical or spiritual war then becomes, uh, enters a real physical uh, world. And this is happening even today. You know? uh, I mean, we have, uh, the war in Ukraine, but at the same time, we have uh, the Satanist. I just published an article uh, about uh, the, the Satanic Temple, the Lucifer Church supporting, of course, Ukraine. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, you have uh, witches supporting one side and the other, magician, all kinds of things that are happening. And then people might say, but it's all, it's all BS. Well, it's all BS up to a certain extent. Because uh, uh, this is, uh, first of all, a spiritual war, and then it becomes a physical war. Yeah. So the, the fact, for example, uh, that during the pandemic, the initial phase, the exorcists will uh, refuse to carry on exorcism. And, uh, and then that became really dangerous because then there was an increase in demonic possessions. Because uh, I said that from the beginning, this is actually the time in which the exorcist should be more on guard, not caught off guard. Because when you leave a lot of people in their houses, in front of their computers, of the smartphones, in front of their problems, of their misery, mm-hmm. um, in a, almost in a prison situation because uh, the lockdowns uh, in some parts of the world were really harsh. Maybe not here in the U.S., but in other parts of the world, they were really harsh. I mean, uh, in, in, in Italy, where I come from, you could only go out if you had a dog and bring him out. <laughs> so people were actually bothering dogs uh, to each other so they could go out for a walk. I mean, we were at that kind of level. Uh, fortunately, this didn't happen here in the U.S., but uh, I, I think that it was obvious that if you leave people indoors in this kind of unnatural scenario in which there is already a demonic attack on us 
the, the, the possessions will increase. So I think that this book is very relevant because it already described uh, the, 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 the danger of this uh, modern technology and also the fact that people, uh, when they have to face the, the, the demons, some say they have to face their own demons, but sometimes not only their own demons, sometimes there is uh, also exterior forces yeah. that come in. And, 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 and this is very important, I think, for, for everybody to understand. So if you have any other question, especially pertinent to this book, of course, we can discuss it. I mean, um, I think that it's very important, though, to realize that uh, the, the mental illness that a lot of people said they have uh, contracted during the COVID pandemic, because that is one of the, you know, it's been discussed even uh, by mainstream media. It's not only mental illness. It is also a increased demonic uh, presence that has not been also fought enough because the first thing that they did during the first stage of the pandemic was to shut the churches, shut the synagogues, shut, yeah. shut everything. All the the, 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 those elements that in our society were never, never, ever in the history of mankind, a church, a mosque, a synagogue, whatever, were ch- closed down for a sickness because these places were regarded since ancient times as intermediaries with God. And yeah. so you will not, uh, instead we saw a Pope isolated, celebrating mass completely isolated. I have here a new edition of Pope Francis, the last Pope that came out in Italy, which actually uh, has that emblematic moment in which the Pope was celebrating you know, the mass on his own on St. Peter's Square. I mean, it was emblematic of something natural, something that was yeah. never done before. I mean, the the actual um, uh, Pope in the old days, even the, in the time of the worst pestilences, I mean, we are talking here about the Black Death. We're talking here about terrible, terrible sickness that, uh, and, and, and terrible real, real pandemics. Um, they actually use the faith to fight this. Uh, they will, there was uh, at one point, there was, I don't know if I can find here, but there was here, I remember, the Black Death arrived in Rome. Um, and, and Or at least was supposed to arrive in Rome. And what happened was that the Pope immediately picked up the cross uh, and, and, and carried it along Rome with uh, his uh, followers to heal the city of Rome. This means literally carrying the burden of the cross, but also carrying the, the, the faith that you have in this, uh, that is your religion. You know, this plague, uh, people were dying uh, of a plague, and when there was a plague, a religion was considered a solution to that plague. It was considered an ally to the eventually to the medicine no yeah. instead nowadays it's completely the contrary we saw a pope that started to close himself completely 
inside the Vatican. And then in the end, he wouldn't let anybody who is not vaccinated inside the Vatican. Just so I mean, <laughs> completely, I mean, contrary to, I mean, no, I, th- I think it's, it's really sad to see that there was this change. Now, <clears throat> is everything that's happening with the Omega Point, the technological singularity, the Great Reset, the uh, uh, Moore's Law, um, everything's progressing towards this sort of final point where we, quote-unquote, transcend biology, merge with machines. Um, it's all going to the same black hole. Is that is that merging with machines? Is that one, uh, does it have to be evil? Does it have to be satanic? And if the answer is yes, is it inevitable that it happens? Does it have to happen in order for, is this just how the universe plays out? And then, you know, you make your free will along the way, whether or not you enter heaven. Um, Is this just, is this as natural in the, in the, lifetime of a universe as as trees growing flowering and then the leaves falling off is this just is this just a part of the universal cycle where it progresses from kind of the garden of eden uh living with the land living in no no i think that the garden of eden is symbolic of our original relationship with god and so it will be rather us that need to go back to the Garden yeah. of Eden and be able to finally uh, recover that lost connection with God. Uh, regarding instead transhumanism, uh, I dislike it, and that is, uh, of course, very clear in, in volume 6.66, because I write that I uh, obviously dislike transhumanism, because I think that uh, we are built in the image of God, and so when we start uh, to integrate with the machine, that image uh, is, is, ruined. Yeah. is ruined. So the, the movement, uh, the transhumanist movement, uh, which is actually uh, supported by the Jesuits, as I explained in this book, uh, it's contrary to what God would have wanted or to uh, Christianity or, or even Judaism or any other religion uh, that always uh, has uh, a very... Um, traditional approach to how man should uh, evolve. Evolve, yes, we can mentally evolve. We can evolve as a, as a homo sapiens, uh, but we need to uh, preserve our humanity. Now, modern-day transhumanists uh, um, are basically, a lot of them, self-described Satanists. And in volume 6.66, I, I show this uh, people like B.J. Murphy and, 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 and others. So they, they want to valorize only reason and exclude religion and the vulnerability of mankind at that point is obvious because we're going to be totally embracing a materialistic no? a view of reality. So when you said, is it inevitable? It's inevitable that it might, that part of humanity might go that way. Yeah. That 
that's for sure, of course, but it's not inevitable, inevitable that all of humanity will go that way. Well, that, and, that's what I meant, is, is like with free will, there's inevitability that there will be evil. There will be people that rape. There will be people that kill babies. There will be people that murder and go through genocides. But then there's people with free will to make the harder decision to do good, to, you know, turn the other cheek, to, you know, you know, follow the will of God. There's always there's always the choice to I have the choice to to right now go buy alcohol and just start drinking until I die and become an alcoholic. That doesn't mean everyone will. Some people can have a drink and and not go off the rails. That's what I mean. Is this a natural part of? Yes. It is. It is. Uh, it is. Uh, uh, of course, uh, all natural until you don't start integrating with the machine and putting pieces of the machine inside you. Yeah. And at that point, um, then it's, you're not. It's not you. I mean, especially when it comes. Okay, you could uh, uh, help. For example. Uh, the loss of a hand with a bionic hand or a bionic leg or, you know, uh, that, that's okay. But when you start having a computer brain interface, well, that is a different kind of reality. Absolutely. Uh, when you are accepting uh, what we define as the mark of the beast, so a microchip that uh, is uh, given to you so you can identify yourself at the supermarket and not pay when you go out or... Uh, go through the customs without showing your passport. Well, that that's that's a different kind of thing. Yeah, uh, we are the people of uh, the apocalypse. That's one of the titles of uh, uh, of the chapters of uh, my book uh, that we are discussing today, Volume Six Point Sixty Six, and uh, and so we are living. Obviously, in a moment in which uh, sooner or later we're going to have to face a choice. And that choice uh, is a choice that needs to be made and prepared uh, with, uh, in advance. Because then we're not going to have enough time and we, we will be left with simply having to... Okay, we cannot longer go in the city without this kind of technology. We can no longer uh, drive a car with this kind of technology. Uh, we can uh, no longer go on the internet if we are not. Uh, you know, already, I mean, I know this is so annoying. And I don't know if you have an Apple computer, but already an Apple computer that is insisting on a two-way factor verification for me to go in. I mean... It's, it's insane. I mean, I should be, I'm, I'm telling you why, because the two-way factor verification happens with the phone. You have to receive a call. Uh -huh. So what about me tomorrow morning, the phone lines go down and I can't access my computer? Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it just makes you understand that they want to make you dependent on the system. Yes. Even in accessing your own computer. Yeah. So, so yeah. that is really it's 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 uh, it's really demonic. Uh, and, and, well, and, and, it's kind of like what uh what human traffickers do. You know, a lot of times they will start to administer opiates to the women that they're trafficking, so that if they're not around their traffickers, uh, they'll start to go through heroin withdrawal, which is hell on earth. So they stay with their traffickers. They don't run away. 
because the traffickers will just give them their, you know, their hit of fentanyl every six hours. In a way, that's what's happening. But instead of fentanyl, they're just doing it like, oh, do you want to log into Facebook? Do you want to get on Reddit? Do you want to scroll through the news? Do you want to play video games? Do you want to get on Instagram? Do you want to get in Snapchat? You got to put your thumb on it. You got to show your face. You, do you want to order food? Do you want to call a ride? Do you want to log in and buy stock? Do you want to, you know, we're seeing with it. I mean, I'm, I've already seen aspects of it. I'm permanently banned from YouTube for interviewing Dr. McCullough and Dr. Malone. Like I can't participate in that community now. I'm shut out from it. I can't upload my episodes there. When people ask, where do I find your podcast? They can't find it on YouTube. I'm not allowed on iTunes. So I have to send them Spotify. You can already see they're starting to shut you out of these different aspects. And in purely the financial sense, they're shutting you out of the market, but they're also shutting you out culturally. You're ostracized. Oh, you're banned from YouTube. What did you do? It's kind of a, you know, it's, it's, it's a mark of, you are some sort of abnormality or, or, or aberration from the homogenous society. You can already see it happening. Yeah, no, no, you're completely right. Then, of course, uh, uh, we need to uh, find ourselves a way to avoid all that. And, of course, uh, a lot of us, uh, what they do, they use maybe older models of computers or uh, software that is not the latest, so we can avoid that kind of... Uh, I mean, there is various ways that we... But how long until we will be really yeah. uh, facing maybe a, a ban from uh, the Internet if we don't really partake to their whole vision of society? I mean... That is why we don't have to re relate uh, on this modern technology as the uh, ultimate and only way of life. Yeah. Um, I think that it's very important that uh, we need to realize that this is, of course, borrowed time that we have. Now, when we are using this technology, we are living on borrowed time. Yeah. So in, in my in volume 6.66, I de described also all matters that regard pedophilia, uh, human trafficking, and all that, because, of course, it's part of the, uh, the, the, the great apostasy of the Catholic Church, it's part of uh, the fall of the Vatican, and, and that doesn't even uh, have a pope who believes in, 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 in hell anymore, but doesn't even have a pope that believes in the resurrection anymore, because just the other day, uh, on Sunday, the Pope uh, uh, doubted the, 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 the belief in the resurrection of Christ, and I published a, uh, an article regarding that. And, and of course, we have uh, the communist tendencies that are quite visible of all these people, and the communism as, of course, uh, later on in Volume 7, now when it's the follow-up, I fully explain why there is uh, this link uh, with... Um, uh, with uh, with Satanism, but also with the Illuminati, with the Illuminati. But uh, instead, in volume 6.66, I also point out on what happened in Russia with an organization, a super secret circle called Hell, which uh, was a forerunner of the Russian Communist Party. Mm -hmm. And this is also in volume 6.66. So there is definitely a lot uh, in uh, volume 6.66. Of course, we can't go through the whole book uh, today, 
but I think that people will definitely find it a book that uh, um, will help them out understanding a lot of things, also the satanic ritual abuse, uh, uh-huh. care, uh, how it played in with the real Satanism that then, you know, was able to, you know, because, I mean, there was that moment in uh, in the 80s, uh, where uh, even Geraldo yeah. Rivera and you had uh, Michael Aquino going on the Oprah Winfrey and everybody was like, what's happening with Satanism? And then suddenly, boom, everything was kind of like thrown out like, oh, it's garbage. It was just a big scare and that's it. So I wanted to also explain that. And, and I think it's very important. Yeah. Uh, so I hope that my explanation today, I know that we don't have much time, so we had to go very yeah. fast through everything. But I think it gave a general idea of the book. Uh, if you if you have anything else that you think I'm 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 leaving out, please uh, let me know. Well, I, I was going to say, yeah, Michael Aquino, the uh, the Colonel, who uh, uh, Nick Bryant spoke the Franklin scandal. Yeah, they go into all of it. It's not it's not a conspiracy. It's 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 Epstein before Epstein. The 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 Franklin scandal was the the trafficking of children through known networks of high profile politicians and donors in the eighties and nineties who were Satanists. Best selling book by Nick Bryan. It's and of course uh, the rise of China and all. Uh-huh. Uh, the rise of the dragon, the illegal immigration that we talked about earlier, to that is uh, it's very important because, of course, uh, it was built to destabilize the West. Yeah, the Kalergi plan. And, and the Kalergi plan and, uh, and the one world religion unveiled. These are all topics uh, that you will be able to find in volume 6.66. But there is also... Uh, and with this, of course, I have to conclude because as I told yeah, you, yeah, 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 yeah. time today, but uh, um, there is one last topic which I touched, which I think people will find relevant because we discussed, uh, of course, today uh, in, in the show, so very briefly, the alien no, element uh, in the origins of mankind and whatnot. But... Uh, um, in this book, uh, at one point, I touched on the connection, on the connection between the Sumerian gods, the Anunnaki, that are very much, they are very known no, in the UFO community, and uh, Russia. And Russia, there is a, a connection, of course, uh, that brings me to uh, to discuss uh, what. Uh, was done by Alexei Sabin, this uh, particular figure in Russia, and the fact that basically uh, there is some kind of link that the, the Anunnaki, the demonic allies of the Vatican, have with both the Vatican and Russia. So, I mean, it's kind of like, I know it's it's probably a, a topic, uh, the fallen angels uh, that, uh, you know, we should maybe be discussing <laughs> with more. But in this, uh, um, in this book, I discussed basically also an ample study that was conducted by the KGB in the 80s. And uh, these uh, connections with the UFO world that was also 
close to this Academy of the Illuminati in the Vatican, connected with Podesta, with uh, Hillary Clinton, with the Democrat Party. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the emails um, about... L yeah. Kind of like to wrap it all up, it's, there is also that. Uh, in, in, in this uh, um, senior retired official of the Ministry of Defense uh, called Alexei Savin, and the fact that Savin in the 80s said that basically they made contact with another civilization. So that was it. I mean, they admitted it. Yeah. What this contact implied and what is happening around us in relationship to this contact, well, that's another matter. But of course, I've uh, discussed very much in this book how these things are interconnected with also the geopolitical uh, events of today. Yeah. Thank you, you so much. For... Yes, yes, sir. Well, I was going to say you also brought that up in a volume seven about the 1947 Roswell crash. And was Absolutely. that Absolutely. The... That's why volume seven is like everything I wanted to write in volume 6.66. Yeah. I couldn't because yeah. I mean, the book is this big. Yeah. And volume uh, seven is uh, this big. Uh, <laughs> with a book this big, nobody's going to purchase it anyway. But also because it's. Uh, you see, the Confessions of an Illuminati is a work in progress. Yeah. And uh, I think that uh, we are really laying down the foundations for a clear understanding of what the Illuminati really are beyond, you know, the myths and legends of the Internet. Uh, and, 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 and you see, Volume 7, I mean, it's done in a very academic way. I mean, everything is laid out from the original sources, including Adam Bishop's original idea which then filtered all the way to Klaus Schwab and his great reset. Yeah. So I hope that people can purchase both volume 6.66 and volume 7, because these two books go very well together. Absolutely. I, I will give us a, a, a more comprehensive understanding of what goes on now. And uh, I think that... Uh, the UFO disclosure also, and why it was avoided by Trump during the Trump era. But also, as you know, in Volume 7, then I discuss the fact that any uh, so-called UFO alien element that we, of course, interact with they will have already evolved from an artificial uh -huh. yeah. that is much more evolved than us. Than so what, what does that mean? What does why are we let into this artificial intelligence reality? Is that a trap, an alien trap? Yeah. And so that, of course, is something that I discussed in, in volume seven. And I will put the links to both those books in the description. They're both absolutely incredible. If you enjoyed today's talk, you will enjoy these. You have the ability to wrap everything up in in what in volume seven, I would say truly is the biggest top-down view of like every running theme from from ufos to for, to demonic sacrifice to black masses to it all comes together in the most beautiful terrifying but but beautiful kind of finished product and that that's my plug for volume seven and yes, next sir. time of course i hope we can absolutely we backwards we can go on volume five Absolutely. At that point, uh, we can also discuss the decline 
of the West uh, and the rise of Satanism in our society, because I think that is also a very important subject. But uh, it was definitely a pleasure to be again with you and with your viewers. And so uh, God bless you all. And uh, we speak soon. Yes, sir. Next time we'll do volume five. Mr. Leo Zagami, thank you so much, sir. God bless. I'll send you an email when this episode is up. We'll schedule the next podcast. And I look forward to talking to you again, man. You Did you read uh, volume five? Not yet, but that's going to be the next one. Oh, I'm, I'm moving backwards. It's a book that I actually look into uh, work on it. Like I want to re, uh, read redo it. it. No, no, not to read. I already, it's already the second edition, so I don't want to touch it too much. So I think it's already perfect in the way it is, but uh, maybe I will be able to upgrade it uh, with uh, some of the latest and current events that give, of course, uh, ulterior confirmation of what is discussed there. But in reality, it's a perfect book. And everything that was outlined in volume five turned out to be uh, correct, including the origins of the virus which uh, were uh, featured in the second edition so thank you so much and we speak soon for volume five yes sir thank you so much god bless mr leo zagami take